Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. What a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Hello there, everybody, what's and up, what's up? it's weird to start like this. <laughs> it's, we- it's weird to start with like such a formal greeting. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like we've ever done that. Oh, let's just pretend we didn't do that. <laughs> Hey, yeah. How about how about those? uh, That's what I said. And 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 toilet paper, right? Like a three ply. Yeah. Have you ever used one ply? Is that a thing? Uh, In public restrooms, yes. Oh, gross! Yeah, the ones like transparent. Yeah, and in like most places in the military. Jokes on them though, because I just take three times as much. Fold it over, make a three ply. I suppose, but one ply is it's always rougher. Yeah, you know, it 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 feels like pulp that is barely hanging in there together. Yep, and like. Occasionally, it doesn't hold up. Yep, I like that when we don't try, we just end up talking about poop. What is wrong with us? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> um, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because I just took a shit. Like that'll do it. Ten minutes before this, yeah, shit in the mind, shit in the brain, mm-hmm. shit in the ass. Um, well, the ass. not not anymore. Exactly. Yeah, uh, wiped it clean and everything. <laughs> um, so we're definitely recording though, right? Because we were having some laptop issues earlier. A little bit of laptop issues because. Um, uh, I think I've mentioned this before. Like my my laptop has this problem occasionally where no media can play. Why is it being so dodgy, dude? Um, I I don't know. I still haven't looked into it. I sh- like because it hasn't been detrimental to me getting work done. Right. It, I just need to restart my computer and wait for two minutes. You know, when it screws up. Yeah. But I don't lose any files or anything like that. So it's it's not too scary. But I I I should look into it. Do you it. at least back it up though? Yes. Okay. I back up fairly regularly. Okay. Um, but I do think I need, like, a change. Do it. Yeah. I know you see, yeah. Because my theory is, is that just laptops, just because they get moved around so much, they just take more damage. And yeah. I, I know you say you don't want a desktop, but, like, I just thought of that now. I'm just like, wow. My 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 desktop is getting a little long in the tooth now, but it works totally fine, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, laptops definitely take a little bit more damage, especially yeah. if you open and close it a lot, especially if you're watching it in all kinds of weird places. And, like... Yeah, my 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 hinge is it, it definitely shows like wear and tear, <laughs> like that laptop hinge. It doesn't right. take a lot of effort to open and close it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it just kind of flops around it's sometimes, just like a like a floppy flag in the wind. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. If it's yeah, I'm 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 ashamed of it, but whatever. <laughs> um, I should probably get a new laptop. It's just a lot of money, and like, you know. I can probably move some things around and swing it, but it's just the thought of spending that much money at one time always scares me. Yeah, you feel it in the pit of your stomach. Yeah. Mine's kind of, it's kind of a rush, though. Isn't it kind of a rush? No. Yeah. Like, it, I, I, I can't say, I know, it's not. <laughs> like, like, not to me. I don't really have that. Like, I guess I have a bit of a rush if I'm, like, online shopping and it's for something that, like, 
I, I, I really want or something that I know that I need, then there's that satisfaction of like, you know, finding the exact thing that you want. So and it's, I get it's, it. it's not the pleasure of money like being... For me, it's not even like... I, I just like the I like I just like spending money. Yeah, right. For me, it's very much like if I found the perfect thing. Right. You know, like for example, I just had to do like a whole bunch of purchasing for this music video that I just shot, <laughs> so and fun. like I had to look for very specific things <laughs> and like very specific. Yeah. Until you see it, y'all. Yeah. And when I found them, I was like, "Ooh, sweet!" And then I'm like, I don't, I, I don't even care. Money is no object at that point. I'll pay for whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe I'm that way too. I mean, yeah. money not. But like, for example, if I find like the perfect thing and it costs so little, that that makes me pretty happy too. Like yeah. this. Like the salt cellar. I'm like, such good value. The salt uh, box thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't get the same thing from like spending a lot of money. Like the 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 idea of paying four to five thousand for a laptop is just whoo-wee. But you know, it's an investment, blah blah blah. Make yeah. the money back just and make all one that. album <laughs> with it and then like pay itself. Yeah. Um also tax write-off, don't forget. That is true. Yeah, it's tax season, by the way. I've never like properly looked into that, but that's probably right. Yeah, man. And and Singapore makes it so easy, right? Because you put in like you put in like your whatever income, or it automatically does it for you. And you're like, you owe this much, and then you put in your deductions, and you're like, now you owe this much. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's significantly less. Yeah, <laughs> you should do that. You yeah, should yeah, do yeah. tax right write offs. Yeah, like especially in the entertainment scene, there's so many write offs that you can mm-hmm. have. Like technically, you can like write off car rides you yep. can rent we can write off like um uh, uh dinners yeah, yeah, yeah if if you know you can justify it like yeah. if you were entertaining people or whatever they can be work related it's yeah. really weird like that's why it gets a bit tricky like i'm honestly terrified to claim too many things because it's like the lines are so blur i could technically claim my entire life because my entire life is art man yeah man but <laughs> um, no but it's about being reasonable right like especially i mean especially since we're working from home we definitely can claim black electricity i know that's a thing we can but- claim yeah, but like not the whole thing. Right. Like, you know, a third of it, I guess. You know, you spend your day working. Really? You can yeah, claim yeah, yeah. utilities. That's I yeah. have no idea. That to makes be fair, sense, to be but... fair. I've only looked it up with like in terms of American people. Because like when you look when you Google like Yeah, our laws artists, are different. It's a, it's slightly <laughs> different, but it's still it still should hold. I mean I'm, like the idea is correct. And I know some people mm. who've done it. Right. You just don't claim that's, back the whole that's thing. That's where it's vague. Like, yeah. the government's not going to give you a black and white document of, here are the list of things that you can claim. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or at least I don't think they do. There's, it's g- not there's in guidelines their, to follow. Yeah, because it's yeah. like not in their best interest to do so. For example, if they're like, oh, uh, you're me- there's like, I forgot the guidelines now, but basically like not all dinners are claimable, but they give two like distinct examples of what's claimable and what's not. Right. Like if you're having a, me- a work meeting, yes. If you're entertaining guests, no, or something like that. And that was this week's edition of Tax Talk. Tax Talk. Good tax. Good text. <laughs> tax. Um, yeah. So, hey, hey, guys. Welcome to episode 161. Whoa. Uh, I'm Nathan. I'm John. And uh, how has your week been so far? Pretty good. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. Wait, are you talking to me? Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess I'm also asking the listener, but they That's can't That's what it really, felt like. They can't respond. They can't respond. Not really. So I just jumped in for them. I just assumed they're having a good time. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how, how, how has your week been? Good. Honestly, the biggest part of my week was doing your music video. So fun. <laughs> when are you, any, uh, when are you dropping that again? Um, can I don't we know. talk about it? Is uh, it worth it talking sh- about right now? Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, it shouldn't be much longer. Uh, we just shot the music video for I'm Fine about like four days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm quite happy of how the shoot turned out. It's, yeah. it's currently in the edit. Um, but I don't expect the edit to take much longer because I, I storyboarded most of it beforehand. Um, so, you know, it's just about mixing and matching, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But man, it's been like a really wild. Um, how many days? Uh, for, Since uh, the video, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, five days. It's been a wild five days because um, I've just been like perpetually on shoot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Back um, to back. Pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. Like, not ideal, but I guess the schedule just worked out that way. I had a music video shoot on Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, I had to do this shoot for a uh, little TV series thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just like a one-off episode thing um, that I got to do with Adrian Pang. That's so cool. Um, How how is he? He's good. You know, he acts good. He doesn't act. He he acts good. (laughs) Um, But it was was great catching up with him and just being on set with him again. Um, But definitely, like, just fucking tiring. Yeah. (laughs) Because... um, I didn't intend to schedule it that way, especially because the music video shoot ran a very high risk of me getting injured. Yeah. Um, either injured or like physically maimed. deformed. <laughs> Just maimed. Yeah. Um, but but thankfully, you know, um, thanks thanks to the gods of music videos, um, uh, no no uh, permanent harm was caused yeah i tried my best yeah no permanent harm was caused uh no no uh deformation was caused i came out more or less injury free i i hurt myself a little bit (laughs) i hurt myself on my elbow like a little bit of it is still sticking out from falling down yeah yeah like it wasn't even from taking a hit it was literally like I had to go down on the floor <laughs> because they wanted to con- like like do a pickup shot from like where I'm on the floor. Slowly going down. On the so floor. as I'm going down to the floor, I just slip a little bit and my, I hurt my elbow and, on, mm. and hit the floor. <laughs> so that was the only injury I walked away with. That's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. And like the whole TV series shoot thing that I did of Adrian, that was just like... I didn't realize until like three hours into the shoot of like, ah, oh, fuck, this is like the first time I've acted in like... <laughs> <laughs> you like forgot. It's like the first time I acted in like three and a half years. Where do I stand again? And it was just like this feels weird. Like <laughs> I, I was wondering, like why does this feel so weird? Ah, oh, it's because I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> like, this, this isn't life. Like I did, yeah. It, it just didn't feel because like you know I've done shoots mm. in the past few years, yeah, but of course I've never had to like be a character. Yeah, or yeah. act, or you know, be another human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like a few hours into the first day that I was like, oh yeah, I haven't done this in a very long time. No wonder it feels so like. Just like out of sorts, you just stand up and just went playback, play music. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, <laughs> no but music? yeah, so like it was, it, it it took a while, but I think on day two, day three, day four, like you know, it kind of all came together. Long shoot. Um, yeah, it was a pretty long shoot. I think it's like a like a thirty 13, minute episode. thirty minute that long. Okay, I think I have no idea. Um, but it was cool. Yeah, it was a very strange experience because the shoot was being directed by someone who was not in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over Zoom? It was a Hong Kong director. Oh, weird. Directing it over Zoom. Weird. And it was fucking hilarious because there was one guy whose entire job was to carry him around set. <laughs> Essentially like a disembodied car, like robot <laughs> head or something. So That's his funny. job was to make sure the connection was stable, make sure the speaker had batteries, and like walk around the set with him. So whenever he was like, can I speak to Nathan, please? And then like, the guy would walk over. Yep, I'm next to him now. <laughs> Cause the oh okay was it the same dude the whole time just that that's his that guy's how does he get that job? I'm pretty sure he has a different job. It's just that for this specific shoot that was his job. Um, I'm, I'm a full time. I don't think they hired him specifically for this purpose. He takes it um, very self his work very seriously. Yeah, but it was um, it was just interesting because okay, imagine this as the director, all he could hear 
was what the boom mics were picking up and uh, or the actor's mics. How the fuck do they patch so he that can, in? So he can choose to switch. He can go from boom mic to talk to anyone else on set yeah, yeah. or character mic to how listen you, to what's happening in the scene. How do you patch that audio in? I don't know. Magic. And, and all that he's seeing is what is in the frame. Right. Yeah. So he's seeing, he's seeing through the lens of the camera and through the... Yes. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. So those are the only things that he's... an iPad. Those are the only things that he's seeing and hearing. Imagine how fucking frustrating that would be. Yeah. You know? At this like, point, I'm like, can you just not find someone local? Fucking foreigners taking all our jobs. I, I don't know. I, I think it was a thing where, like, he had directed every single yeah, episode yeah, yeah, since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. From the beginning. So it was for consistency's sake. But also, like, wow. Struggle. Yeah. It was, like, a friggin' struggle. Because it's it's just... You have such a limited... Um, scope like literal scope of what's going on on set and if you've ever been to like a commercial set a tv set whatever it is stuff going on a lot of things going on at the same time there's the light guy trying to fix the light there's a sound guy adjusting the sound and adjusting your the mics on the actors there's hair and makeup there's like the camera operators there's the people like like fixing up every piece of equipment around the camera it's a very chaotic environment yeah and like sometimes between action and cut, or no, sorry, between cut and action, a lot of things need to happen yeah. before the next take can happen. And the director is unable to see all of those things that yeah. needs to happen. So like there would be occasions where he would like lose his shit or just get really impatient or like, can you get that makeup person out of the way or something like that? And it's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I yep. get like it's 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 not ideal and it's kind of tense, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, maybe it's nice to be able to just focus on like what you're making, like literally just your frame. But yeah, that sounds I couldn't fuck. That sounds crazy. No, like it was it was hard. Did they like, play I, him? Like, how do you could you hear his voice? Was there like some yeah, kind yeah, of he was playing over a Bluetooth speaker, speaker. playing over a Bluetooth so speaker, and like that's also like. Um, <laughs> Like, you know how when you're on a film set and if you want to, like, like say something under your voice of, like, um, yeah. uh, you know, like, oh, the art department's not doing their job yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that, you know? But this time, everyone can hear it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so... yeah. It takes a totally different kind of personality to do that. That's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was super fun to, like, um, I don't know. It was it was just a very interesting experience mm. to be directed by, like, a disembodied head. Mm. Um, um, and, you know... Hooray future. Hooray. I guess. We made it. Like I never thought <laughs> I'd ever be directed on set by someone that is like a thousand miles away. Did he give like, ever, did he ever give some sort of like speech or something? That'd be so funny. It's like, <laughs> all right, everyone gather around my screen. <laughs> I just want to, pre- I just want to thank you for your hard work. I'm just looking at a computer like, no, all right. No, no, no. we couldn't even see him. Like he was not visible. That's he was only so audible. Weird. He was only audible because like, they, they can't like project him on a screen somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> So it's just like God talking to you. Yeah. The God much. of the commercial. Pretty much. And it was wow. like just, it's it was tough for him as well. Because just imagine like we're shooting from day until night. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially just sitting in front of his computer the whole time. Totally. <laughs> so like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine like the, like the, 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 the weeks of life that you lose yeah. <laughs> doing something like that. Yeah, shit. Um, but hell of an experience. I'm not going to forget it for a while. <sighs> yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm having a little trouble concentrating because there's a cup full of gummies over there. What's what's? Oh yes. What's the story with that? Can I um, have some? There's a store. Mm-hmm. No, hold on, wait. Uh, let you try these first. Ooh. There's a store that opened on Haji Lane. Whoa. Called um, Be- Bears and Friends. Bears and Friends. And I'm I'm amazed because you just looked at a package that's like sealed, like a sealed package that looks you got from a store. Yes. But it's from 
a store in Haji Lane called yes. Bears and Friends. It's from a store that has like you know they do pick and mix, but they also have like more exclusive flavors that um, you can get individually packaged. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you try this one. I'd love to try some. You. I appreciate your microphone armpit skills as well. You'd be able to guess the flavor. The flavor pretty quickly. I mean, I'm looking from here, and I'm already. I have some guesses in mind. But just look at look at the actual thing. Look at the actual gummy. I'm looking at the gummy. Is it a cat? No. I mean, I, I don't really definitively know what it is, but I think it's a devil. It looks like, it looks like a cat with a beard. It looks like a... Well, how does that look like a cat? It has, like, a crotch and, like, legs and arms and everything. It's, it's got ears. It's the devil. It looks like a cat with a bow tie. I'll post a, post a photo on Instagram. Let us know what you, what you think, listeners. <laughs> Debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it the devil or is it a cat? I, it, to me, it looks like, like, a, like a chubby devil. Anyway, take a bite. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. Gummy. Definitely getting gummy. Yep. Getting a hint of spice. Mm-hmm. Is it meant to be like ginger beer? It's just ginger. Oh, it's good. Ginger gummies. It's nice. Yeah. And then the rest is just like random pick and mix shit. Try the brain. I will try the brain. Yeah. Anyway, shout out, I guess. Shout out, yeah. <laughs> to, to um Come be a sponsor. Bear and Friends. <laughs> it's open at um Haji Lane. And they've just got like weird gummies. So uh, they have some alcoholic ones as well, but like they have like mojito gummies. There's brain juice. Yeah, they have like mojito gummies and like sparkling champagne gummies and things like that. Let me try strawberry. And like, I don't know. I'm a huge sucker for pick and mix. I do love gummies. I love gummies in general, though. But pick and mix, you said pick and mix, but I thought you were going to say gummies, but I love gummies. (laughs) I don't like Haribo. Haribo's bullshit if you think about it. Why? They're too tough. Well, they're a different kind of gummy. You know, like it's like that's their style, I guess. Like this is the softer gummy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of gummies are from Germany. What is up with that? Because like, of Haribo. Haribo is a German company. But this is also German. Really? This company is also German. Yeah, I'm looking at the back and it says Baron Friends or Baron Treif der Gummy Laden or Baronland Er Gummy Paradies. Yeah, that's the Swiss Swedish Swedish version. Gummy bonbon, gluten free and lactose free. Is it's not how I bet you it's not halal though. Probably it's got some pig juice uh, in it or something. Let me look. Corn gelatin. syrup, ginger pulp, gelatin, maltodextrin. Is gelatin? Depends on the where you get the gelatin from. Could be from a pig, could be from a horse. Well, it's in Haji Lane, so like you would think, right? I, I'm pretty sure they're like it's like a halal street. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, one of them gingers, and then I'll call it a day. Yes, uh, here you go. But yeah. I was such a sucker for pick and mix, like, when I was a kid. And, like, no one, no one's going to notice this because who the fuck does? <laughs> but mm-hmm. they took away pick and mix from, like, from just... For, for, there was a period where pick and mix just did not exist anymore. Cause, okay, I'm sorry. Because you keep saying pick and mix, and I... Is that, like, an official thing? Because are you just talking about, like, candy that you get from, like, boxes or whatever yeah it's called pick and mix pour and yeah it's called pick and mix sure sure yeah it's like you get a bag you pick it and you mix it and you weigh it <laughs> i get that I get yeah that. um what else do you call it i don't know candy by bulk bulk candy but that's getting it in bulk this is a pick and mix you know you get an empty bag and you fill it with like tongs right yeah um and i was just such a sucker for that when i was a kid and I don't know when exactly, but there was a period of time where pick and mix just ceased to exist in Singapore. 
Like 7-Eleven stopped having them, supermarkets mm-hmm. stopped having them, uh, uh, gas stations stopped having them. And there was just this period of like no pick and mixes anywhere. And sometime in the last four or five years, they're, they're like, come back. they're peaking back. They're peaking back in supermarkets. I don't know why and I don't know who makes these decisions, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to go all the way to the top. Investigative <laughs> journalism is what we're talking about here. That's what we do on Good Hang. Exactly. Just find out what's the, what's the deal. Yeah, we're like Chris Hansen, but for... Pick and mix. To catch a pick and mix. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it was suddenly just like gone mm. for like a period between the early 2010s until like a like few years ago. And suddenly like there's pick and mixes everywhere, but like too much time has passed and I've matured too much to care. Maybe it's like millennials loved it. I'm sorry. Gen Xers loved it. Millennials hated it. Gen Zers love it too. Maybe. I don't know. But I Six used to like always like get something from there. Or, like, steal a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not COVID-friendly. <laughs> I mean, this is pre-COVID times. You know, <laughs> I just, like, take one. I'd still buy something from the store, you know, yeah, to yeah. ease my conscience. Yeah. But I'd just take one little one little gummy. <laughs> oh, since we're admitting stuff, you know what I did today? And what <laughs> I do every time I go to the grocery store? This was years ago, but sure, what? <laughs> but I, I, I steal extra. I, I take extra... I take extra bags to use as trash bags. Oh, right, yeah. Maybe that's, that's why some pieces are charging now. But I'm just like, trash bags. Some places do charge, and I'm very happy to see that. Because it took a while for Singapore to get on that wagon. Mm-hmm. But we finally are on that wagon, and now you're stealing plastic bags. Yeah. <laughs> but think about it. I'm saving the environment because I'm not buying trash bags that come in boxes and stuff. I mean... <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Look, if you're going to overcharge me for blueberries, I'm taking some plastic bags. There's a, there's a saying for this. like um, John, you're a thief? Is that what it is? <laughs> it's like stealing from the poor and... and, and, and I forgot what it is. Anyway. Are um, you talking about Robin Hood? No, yeah, sort of. But like a twist on the Robin Hood thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> stealing from the poor, also from the rich. And giving to nobody. Yeah, to myself. Uh, um, but yeah. I forgot where I was going with that train of thought. But just I, pick and mixes. I, weird. I, yeah, I miss pick and mixes. I guess that's why I'm just happy that this place exists in Haji yeah. Lane that has like interesting pick and mix things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very it's a quirky little shop. Go give it a visit. And also just the Haji Lane in general. Support you, local businesses, I guess. I, I never thought about this, but do you because pick and mix is always like candy, but is there what would be a savory pick and mix? Like a just buffet? go there and just make like a party mix, you know what I mean? A buffet? Not like of hot food. That's weird. Oh right, like a, like like a savory dried yeah. food. Yeah, you know, like mix. those that 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 thing. What, what you call it? Munchums or whatever. The one that's like sun chips and Doritos. Munchies. And pr- yeah, yeah. Make your own. Like a store where you can make your own munchies. Yeah. So see, no, like I would love that, and I hate that. You know, when you when you see those Allison pantry things in uh, cold storage, mm-hmm. that you can't mix. You can't mix them. Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. so like in, in the supermarkets here in Singapore, some supermarkets here in Singapore, we have these like little bins where you can get like mixed nuts mixed or nuts, pretzels or like uh, wasabi twist. peas. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Soy, all these things, but you can't mix them into a bag. Yeah, if you want it to... Mm. And, and like most times when I see these things, I want them in like a medley. I don't just want 1,000 wasabi peas. Yeah, but there's no minimum too. So you can get like, you can mix it later because they're all different prices. Yeah, but it's just more, more plastic bags, I you know. Like, <laughs> I just want to like put it all in a bag and then just like f- forget it, set it and forget it. Pick and mix. You want to not pick, don't mix. Yeah, I hear exactly. You. I, yeah. I want to pick and mix. Um, but also, like these systems are very easily taken advantage of, and I understand that. Yeah, it's like how I used to um, uh, 
Slurpees in big gulp cups. <sighs> yeah, I know. Like big no no because Slurpees cost more, yep. but big but big gulp cups are bigger. I know what you. Th- I know what you're thinking. It's just like I'm gonna put pistachios in this bag, but I'm gonna charge them as almonds. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Or like worse still, pine nuts. Oh, dude! But I'm gonna charge them as soy crisps. No, I still think pistachios are weight wise. Pistachios are more than pine nuts. Really, dude? Shelled pistachios are crazy expensive. They're so good though. Why are shelled pistachios are are, are I guess because they're pistachios a bitch to shell more expensive? Sorry, I'm saying shelled. Uh, yeah, as not, in like de shelled. They're de shelled. They're shelled. The shell shocked. Yeah, how, shell. how would you say that? I would that? say shelled. I would say shelled. Like, so shelled pistachios pistachio are pistachios without, without the shells. Without the shell. That seems like unintuitive. I don't know. I say, to the I English think, language. I think de shelled is shelled with too many steps, with extra steps. <laughs> like <Shelled>. unchieved. <laughs> like you wouldn't say like, oh my, you, that human body is de-skinned. You would say that's a skinned. I don't. I don't I, you know, you know, <laughs> imagine you're in a horror scenario. <laughs> And a, a body over there doesn't have skin on. No, you yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Like a skinned, skin. a skinned potato. A skin. You want to be lame? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> a skinned potato. potato. Let's pota- body the potato. Yeah. Um. A a a uh, a rinded orange. I don't know. Like, where does shelled, it end? A s- shelled shrimp. Deshelled. Sh- fuck yeah. Right. Now where I'm does really it thinking. start and where does it end? Because you say deshelled. You say debearded. Uh, you say uh, 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 I would definitely say skinned body. Yeah, like I would say, say I would say like a skin. Maybe it's a, maybe that maybe the line is body because I wouldn't say a descalped body. I would say a scalped body. Mm. It's fucking fucked up. Mm-hmm. What else is there? What what else, what are the things that can be d or not d something? Defenestrated, deloused. Is fenestrated a word? <laughs> What's defenestrated? To be thrown out a window. I've never heard that word before. Yeah, it's to be fenestrated. Th- yeah, to be thrown out a window. So, does that mean fenestrated means to be pulled back in, in from a window? window? I guess so. <laughs> but who the fuck was throwing so many people out windows? They're like, I need a name for this. I don't know. It's, it's one of those words. It's one of those words that I just know exists because it was one of those trivia things. Sure. Like, did you know that there's a word for throwing somebody out a window? Sure. And yeah, it begs the question: Who the fuck did that so often? Or like, when in time did like people getting shoved out of windows happened so often that they were like, we need to like shorten this. I mean, it certainly had to happen after windows were invented, right? That's a no brainer, but like, seems like a real middle aged type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, sire, should I throw him out the window? It takes too long to say, Nigel, please defenestrate him. Yeah. I would think it was like, I would think like whenever someone needs to shorten a word, I would think maybe like they had too many newspaper headlines and they had to just like shorten it so that they could really fit it onto one page. (laughs) Like, Mayor defenestrated as opposed to mayor violently thrown out of window from 50-story building. I know it's never fun, but let me look up the origin. <laughs> the etymology, the of, etymology. Def- of defenestrated. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, when did that word come up? I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a new-ish word. 17th century, they're saying. Oh, what? Origin, English, thanks. From the root word defenestrated. What the... But in the 17th century... Okay, maybe it's because... Hmm, I don't know. Defenestrated has a very different meaning then and now, right? Because then it probably just meant being chucked out of like at most the second floor. <laughs> there weren't skyscrapers <laughs> in the 17th century. Or right, I think this has a way more interesting believe it or not. Mm-hmm. This is a way more interesting story than we might think. Oh, I'm sure it is. So this is just from Wikipedia, right? Yeah. The term was coined around the time of an incident in Prague Castle in the year 1618, mm-hmm. which became the spark that started the Thirty Years' War. War. The what now? The Thirty Years' War. It sparked the Thirty Years' War. 
Is this still going on? No, no, no. It right. finished um, 30 years after 1618. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was done in good Bohemian style, referring to the defenestration which had occurred in blah, blah, blah. The word comes from Latin D, which is down from, fenestra, which is a window. <laughs> Sorry, that was not as fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny that someone chose to create a word for it. Like, um, isn't there a word for like killing your uncle or something like that? Uncle side? <laughs> no. Like, I know there's patricide and matricide. Re- but like, regicide is the killing of a king. Uh, <laughs> matricide, patricide, infanticide. Unky, unky side. Uncle side. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, um,. Yeah, wow, I really learn stuff. You really learn stuff listening to this podcast, don't you, people? Don't don't you? <laughs> don't you just? <laughs> anyway, um, let's okay. I want to talk like a little bit more about the music video shoot. Yes, because yeah, I haven't even talked about my experience of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so what are you up to? I said this thing, and then we went on a thing. And then we talked yeah. about Prague windows. Yeah. So, music video shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a new song, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. It's been out for a while now. If you haven't heard it yet, fuck I'm you. Doing just um, I'm doing just fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, wrong person. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, if if you haven't heard it yet, fuck you. It's a great song. Please <laughs> but listen. We shot the video for it. We did. And I spoke about it briefly a few weeks ago, but I guess you I can did. go into more detail now. Um, essentially, the video is like supposed to be a visual representation of somebody going through hell and pretending that it's all okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it starts out pretty slapstick, pretty like, you know, innocent and goofy, very cartoony, but it gets like more and more violent as it goes along. What's the first thing that happens? Is it the glove? No. Um, um, yes. Right. The first thing that happens is like a cartoony glove. Yeah, you get a present. Followed by like okay. um, like little paint balloons pew, pew, pew. and like, uh, you know, just, just, you know, fun little things. And then it progresses into just full on like contact fist punches yeah. and like throwing... Um, heavy tools at me um, and things like that. But it was one of the most satisfying shoots I've ever done only because like the planning of it and all that was very scary. Yeah. Only because I didn't quite know how it was going to turn out. And I didn't quite know how the idea was going to be received. And I wasn't sure how the team was going to be to work Mm -hmm, with and how mm -hmm. cool they'd be because it was my first time working with them. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, they were very trusting of everything, and like That's as great. and as the shoot went on, I could tell that they were like you know getting more comfortable. Yeah, they were getting more comfortable with the idea. They were getting more comfortable with the the, the whole you know just fucking. Go for it. Yeah, that's why. Okay, so that's why I'm glad you asked me to go there to take to you know to hang out, but also to, to mainly to take BTS photos. Yeah, and I'm glad you did because I was like, I was thinking, I was like, man, these people are not going to feel comfortable doing the thing they asked me to do. So I was like, let me loosen up the ketchup jar here. Let me get the first couple blows in, and then hopefully they'll start doing it. Yeah, no, but it was it was, it was all good. Like in the at, by the end of the shoot. Like, everyone was, like... Just kicking your ass. Yeah, everyone yeah. was just kicking my ass. And, and they were even, like, clamoring to take turns, like, breaking the bottle over my head. <laughs> that was so fun. I have one bottle left. Um, but, yeah, we used, like, most of the bottles <laughs> to break it over my head. That was all, so satisfying. And all of them wanted to have a turn. Yeah, you had a turn as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for how it's going to turn out. Uh, excited for how it's going to look in the edit. Um, but mostly just happy with that, like, it... it you know, it worked out. It did. It totally worked out. I don't out. know how the video is going to look yet. I haven't seen any edits, but I'm just happy that, like, you know, 
it wasn't like a failure or anything. Or it wasn't like a big confused mess. It should cut together. It should I cut together. Imagine. It should cut together. It's also just very weird because like I realized at the end of the shoot, like, oh, I directed this. Yeah. Like, I never know how, like, how, how does a director know he or she is a director? <laughs> like, I think you start watching stuff and you start going like, I could do that. No, no. But in terms of like, I wasn't aware that I had, I was directing the video. I think everyone assumed you were. I guess. Yeah. But there was a director. Like, there was an official director. Well, no. He was more the... The DP? The DP. Right. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah, I don't know. I never know how to define this role, these roles. Because mm-hmm. it, it just kind of happened that, like... Yeah, I storyboarded it. I had the shots planned. I knew what to do in between. I, I, I had ideas for transitions. Then you're for sure the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just very strange to, like... Um, like, I guess, like, that's the preferred method. To, like, to not have that pressure... Mm-hmm. And just kind of do the thing. Though it is hard to direct and be in a thing. Like I've tried it a couple times. It's hard. It's mm. I'm so much more comfortable either doing one or the other. Mm. But then again, it's not my song, and I didn't storyboard it. So like, yeah, I was gonna you know talk. I, I like I wanted to get into that of like which one I preferred or if I prefer doing both. Mm. I think like I kind of enjoy doing both I just because, simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. Just and, and I've done that for music videos before, where like I like mostly music videos where I've directed and like been been in it and was involved in the creative process as well. But with this shoot in particular, I was the most heavily involved in both because I was literally like getting the props, getting all these yeah, things, yeah, yeah. like like making the props and all that. Um, I even baked a fucking cake at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all things I didn't have to do, but like decided why the fuck not? Because like you know who else is gonna do it? Um, uh, but yeah, something about doing both at the same time made it so that I didn't feel any pressure. Like I didn't have time to stress about either role. Right. You right. know, cause it's in your control. Is that what it is? No, it was more of like, I just didn't have time. You to literally st- didn't have time. I didn't have time to stress <laughs> about either thing That's funny. because it's like, usually if you are performing in something in between takes, you're like overthinking it mm. or like really trying to like figure out what to do next or how to make it different. Whereas like I, basically just found myself like okay performing the thing and then the moment we cut i have to think about the next thing Mm -hmm. and then figure out what the next shot is and then we're shooting it and then be in it again so there's literally no time to like think too much about either thing cool so you're just kind of like doing and trusting the people around you yeah yeah, yeah. and like yeah it felt it felt really nice like it's it's, yeah putting putting together a good team just yeah the main thing right because i would imagine if i was doing only one of each mm-hmm. if I, if I was just in the shoot which you know I do quite often I wouldn't be nearly as invested I'd just kind of be like on my phone the whole time until it was action <laughs> sure and and if I was just directing I'd probably be scared out of my mind because Less I've experience. never like I've never directed anything before in mm-hmm. terms of like I've never just directed anything mm-hmm. no one's ever hired me as a director that's why I guess, like I said, I didn't realize I had directed this thing until the very end because I wasn't sure what it looked like. I wasn't sure what a director is, I right, guess. Right, right, right. Um, so to do both things at the same time just made me think about both less. And therefore, it didn't feel like a stressful shoot. It was tiring. Yeah. But like I wasn't stressed at any point of the day. I was yeah. stressed as fuck the days before yeah, leading yeah, yeah. up to it. But actually doing it was like, hmm, chill. Just doing it. Yeah, yeah I guess. I, I guess we have to see how it turns out. But I, yeah, I'm sure it'll turn out. Yeah, it ends up sucking. It's, it's like, like don't my performance sucks and the directing's bad. <laughs> God damn it! That is. Why didn't anyone tell me? Yeah. Oh, because only <laughs> one could tell me it was me. <laughs> uh, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, all, all very possible. And if that happens, then yeah, I guess I'm just going to go cry in a room for a while. But, you know, lesson learned. <laughs> Be quiet, Siri. Shut the fuck up, watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, how, how, how's it been being a... An watch. Apple Watch user? I love it, man. An Apple Watch user. I love it. There's a really satisfying thing that, you know, like they have the three rings, like, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> one's for exercising, one's for standing up, and one's for uh, like yeah. just moving around. Yeah. I feel so satisfied. Like when it finishes, they do this thing where it's like the circles flash. Yeah. Like 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 um like Doctor Strange making a transportation ring, sling ring thing. Right, right. It's very satisfying. Ooh, I, yeah. So I don't I'm know, man. There's something, there's something about people that just look at their wrists. <laughs> You just don't trust them. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's I'm just... trying to be more conscious of it. Like I am, I'm like having lunch with someone, and like my 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 wrist will buzz, and I'll be like, "Sorry." Yeah, it, it's it's just like too long to look at one's wrist, you know, because you can't just like flash look at it. Like you have to like look at to see what's happening there, and like maybe read a little quote or something. <laughs> it depends, you know. <laughs> it's like too long to look at your wrist. I, I don't, I don't trust it. <laughs> I also, I mean, I also kind of just like the look of it, which I didn't expect right. to like so much. I just like the, yeah, I just like it. Ha, um, have you been using it to like keep track of your blood oxygen levels? I don't have that feature. I'm that's that's sure the six. Do. No, that's the six. Mine's the SE. Mine's the cheaper one that doesn't have that feature. I keep checking my heart rate though. I'm just like, I'm feeling kind of anxious. Confirmed. It's like, I feel chill. Confirmed. What's the big difference between the fancy model and this one? The blood, the pulse ox thing and always on display. So if you have the fancy one, it's always on, which kills your battery. Right. This one goes from like black to like, and that you know. Uh. That's the main thing. Other than that, it looks exactly the same. So it's good. I'm a fan. You're not gonna get one. It's fine. I'm. Just, it's just such a struggle to like grasp it. But you know, I just, I just, you know, you just gotta accept that you know, there's some things in this life you'll never understand. But honestly, one thing that I was hoping for, but has definitely happened, is I look at my phone much less. Mm. And it's not like it's replaced by looking at my watch because it's a small screen, so you can't really look that much. So it's right. like, boop, boop. What I love also is that it's so easy. And this is a feature I didn't even realize it had. Like, if I'm listening to a podcast or something or an audiobook, mm. I can control it with my wrist. Like, it automatically goes to the controls. So right. I can look at my wrist and, like, turn up the volume, turn down, skip forward, back. That's really cool. Mm. That's worth it just for that feature alone. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. A lot of, a lot of headphones can do that, too. <laughs> like, uh, it, yeah. adjust my, the volume. My, mine doesn't. Because mine's earbuds. So, like, mine can start stop. Uh um, I have one that does can, can control the volume, but it's just not doesn't really work very well. So I just right, use the normal right, right. ones. But speaking of, and I really cannot, I cannot give Apple any more of my fucking money. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the AirPods Max? Mm. They're awesome, dude. They're oh, like the awesome. overhead over ear yeah. ones. I've tried them, and I love them. I I'd say like you know they sound good, but not significantly better or worse than anything any anything else high end on the market. Yeah, but just the way they function, like there's buttons that can do stuff as well. It's I like it. It's definitely a like a well designed piece of like hardware, that's yeah. for sure, because Apple made it. You know, they're gonna make it fancy with all the bells and whistles. But if you're looking for just like sound quality and comfort, there are better, cheaper options out right, there. Right, 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 right. Um but of course, like the thing that you can't beat is like the Apple integration. Like I the same, it. the same reason why AirPods will cost five times as much as like the the Bluetooth earbuds that you use, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that the the AirPods come with all this integration. The moment you open it, then you see that little thing, and it's very mm-hmm. satisfying to see your two devices working together and all that. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't see a lot of sense in buying all these like Apple peripherals, yeah. like you know, like the like the Apple headphones, like the Apple laptop yeah. stand, I don't mean like shit. yeah, all these things. Like, there's better versions of it out there for significantly less money. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I I I am like Apple sheeple to the max when it comes to like, the actual hardware, like the important stuff, like the, the core shit. Yeah, yeah, but like all the stuff around it i much rather like outsource yeah it. like cases i've never once yeah cases watch straps whatever the yeah. fuck like the things that you can get somewhere else yeah. dongles and unnecessary dongles that you need to get because apple just keeps taking away holes yeah yeah we'll say though man like speaking of paying for stuff like apple pay on your watch on your wrist is pretty fucking dope too Mm. Just going through the train be like boop, mm-hmm. boop that's boop, that, boop. okay that's like the one feature that i enjoy yeah. that like um both the Apple Pay and hold on, sorry, um, <laughs> ginger burps, ginger burps, and uh, you can use maps on it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, like when I first heard about the Apple Watch, like ten years ago or something. I don't know how long. Like the main thing that I was super attracted to was the idea that I can have maps on my wrist. Mm-hmm. So like, if I'm driving, I can look at my wrist and like just kind of flash and look there. Yeah. Or if I'm like walking around a new city yeah, or at a bus. If or, on yeah. a, or sorry, on the bike. Yeah, if I'm biking or walking around a new city, I can just kind of like look at my wrist. Am I going the right way? Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Like, I enjoyed that concept, but eh, I just never got around you to it. You know what's a stupid thing that I didn't realize I was going to love, but I, I love? What? Especially when it comes to cooking, is having multiple timers. I got one timer on my phone, one timer on my wrist. I'm good to go. Pasta's ready here. Sauce is ready then. Like, some people boom, just boom. kind of put a timer at their stove. <laughs> yeah, some people are dumb. <laughs> That's what my dad does for his home kitchen, uh, his home business thing. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've, have I spoken about this on the show? My dad's doing, like, a food home business thing. Yeah, like crabs and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, doing, yeah. like, a home business thing. He's been doing it for the past year. And, yeah, he just has multiple timers that he has double-sided taped onto the little exhaust. Like, like Chris Morocco. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Like, on the exhaust part of the stove. So like it starts one dish, beep, starts another dish, beep, starts another dish, beep. And then they all just kind of like the timers go off when the dish is done. That's pretty good. Yeah. I can do that with my phone and my wrist. Easy little system where it's all just there, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. handy. Um uh. Yeah, I I can I can I no. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't do the watch, but I need a new laptop. I definitely need a new laptop. Get it, get it. Dude, my 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 girlfriend bought a HP. <sighs> Five months ago, fucking hates it already. Yeah, no shit. It's a HP. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was like the top of the line. It was at the top. It wasn't. I was just like, just get a MacBook. Get a MacBook. She's like, now, now. And now she's like, now I want a MacBook. I'm just like, you know what? Sometimes. Is it very biased sometimes, to think that if sometimes. you're going to get a laptop, there's no point in getting a PC laptop? I, I think so. I think so. There's really no point. Like, if you're going to get a PC, get like a proper desktop setup. If, I mean, if you want a PC and you want a game on it, yeah, sure. But people just like the OS, I guess. Even for work. Even for work stuff, you know? Like, if you're going to... If you use Pro Tools instead of Logic, or sure, if sure, you, sure. you know, prefer using After Effects to... I don't know, that's not a bad example. But yeah. Because um, After Effects are in both. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. I've I've never seen the point of a PC laptop, only because every one that I've seen just has this very, like, dinky quality. Yeah, man. I don't know what it is. It's almost as if, like, they're... 
making these things to be disposable. I yeah, don't. They look too big. They look like trash. Yeah, and some of them have like the weird nipple in the middle. That who the fuck even uses that? You That's know like that? one computer that still does. Doesn't only like Lenovo still do that or something like that? Yeah, yeah. But they just feel so dinky. Like yeah. they feel they feel like they're meant to last for like three months disposable or something like is, that. Yeah, it's the right word for it. It's very strange. Yeah. I never understood it, and I never understood why like PC laptops are still a thing. Yeah, and even the ones that like are trying to look like Macs, they they don't look like Macs. They don't but, look as premium as but sleek, but as because sturdy. they try to look like Macs, they end up looking even like worse. Exactly because like this is clearly trying to look like a Mac. Yeah, even with like the big old like. But but then there'll be like things about it that just make it just off worse. Yeah, <laughs> like for example, one of the best parts about a MacBook Pro or the Mac laptops is that the trackpad is nice and huge. You will, so good. Tons of things you can do on it. So good. And then the PC one that will try to copy the Mac design. It'll be the same, except the trackpad is like a tiny Smaller. little square. Yeah, but it's so like stupid. A tiny little square that you my can f- run out of space with. Dude, my friend has a laptop, and the camera is not in the top. It's at the bottom. Why would you put the, put the camera at the bottom? So every time I'm looking at him, it's like, why, why are you showing me your nose, dude? <laughs> 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 so stupid. Just get Mac. Buy once, buy for life. I just don't understand. Like, you would think that the competitive... The competitive... <laughs> The competitive, competitive, can I say this? Competitors, the competing laptops. Okay, you would think that competing laptops would at least be like close to a MacBook. Maybe, maybe maybe I haven't done enough research. Yeah, maybe I haven't done enough research. I know there's like crazy like PC laptops where like there's like a second screen and the trackpad and things like that. Like yeah, there's like gaming laptops where like you can have a secondary screen on like next to the trackpad. So you can like play a game and then like put WhatsApp right there or something like that, and oh, then you can display ammo or something, like, something like, like that. A map, yeah. So you can like you can have That's like a little cool. window with like a little touch screen. You can move things around. Um, you know, there there's some advances, but they're definitely just not as holistically, yeah. Like everything, you know. This just get one, dude. We've been talking long about enough about it on the podcast. Get, get, get a new get a new laptop. Let's do it. We live so close to an Apple store. Another yeah, hint. True. Another hint. <laughs> <laughs> Go get it, dude. Just walk across and get it. Do it. There's a lot of things that I need to like plan for in the future. Yeah. You know, like like money is something that I need to like really take a step back and figure out how to parse it out properly. That's fair. Cuz that's not something that I consciously do often enough. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I should do now that I am an adult. Adulting and got to pay taxes. Uh, exactly, you know, like at some point, probably going to like want to find my own place, have yeah. to think about that and figure out the economics of that. Ooh. And uh, I, I wouldn't even like imagine buying a car in this country. It's I crazy. Just, there's really no reason to. It's crazy. Um, I saw an Aston Martin SUV today. I didn't even know that was a thing. Why would you do that? The thing that blows my mind, right? The thing that blows my mind is that Singapore raised, like, they, they keep changing the rules of car purchasing mm-hmm. to, you know, theoretically make it harder to buy a car. Yet it doesn't seem to slow down. So it's like, how? I don't know. I mean, I, are people just doing really well? Like, what's happening? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I would just imagine that it just. I we're like the average family in the states will have like two or three cars. Not that yeah, because you can get a car average. for like three thousand dollars there, no not problem. That cheap. But I'm saying like, but instead that same it does, I didn't say would, good car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the same family would have like one one yeah here yeah. So I guess it's it is the cut down. I think I think if it was like if cars here cost normally how much they cost like anywhere else, I I do think there'd be way too many cars on the road. That is true. So it seems to be working. 
It's just crazy that it costs so much already and it requires, what is it now, 40%, 50% down payment? So I'm not sure. It's either 40 or 50, I can't remember. It's it was, so it out of the realm of possibility that it's like just not worth it. Like yeah. to even think about it, like $150,000 for like a car. Yeah, and to do Average 50% car. down payment, it's like, who the fuck is 80000 or $75 just, just lying just around? Just hanging around, just chilling. It's nuts. But like, um, I would remember when I studied back in Boston, mm. like I would just walk past a car and like it just has... Uh, $2,500 $2, written right on the window. Yep, 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 yep. Call me. <laughs> and it's like, it's that easy. Yeah, <laughs> I just it is. Call, I just need to call this guy and his car is mine. America's like, huge, bro. It's just huge. Yeah. I would really love to live in a country where I can experience driving. You know, I've never really, like, driven, driven overseas. That's, like, the mm-hmm. one thing that I, I haven't really been able to do, like, overseas. I've, I've ridden a motorcycle overseas and felt that kind of rush, but I've never, like, driven on the open, open roads road. and just kind of, like, pedal to the metal, you know, just kind of... Have you really not? That's funny. I have not, no. The only other country that I've driven in is the U.S., and even then it was very limited because I didn't have a legal license to drive there, so, like, right. I, I couldn't rent a car. Um, I would just, like... When we were taking turns on a road trip, I'd drive for a little while, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I've never had, like, free reign of just, like, driving on big open roads and... Yeah, it's good. Like doing that whole thing. What was it? What were what, what longest drives I've made? Um, I've done LA to, Cal- uh, LA to San Francisco, LA to Vegas. Yeah, it's nice. It can be nice. Like, I drove the PCH a little bit. LA to Vegas is a pretty... It's, like, five five hours, five, right? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Like, the closest thing I've done to that was, like, Singapore to Penang, I guess. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, I guess that counts. I guess that yeah, that counts. yeah, that. Counts. But you know, it's it wasn't like it's essentially still more of this, you yeah. know. <laughs> but I think you're also looking for like the romanticized, like middle of nowhere, like very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm 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 looking for that like top down and like yeah, yeah. just next to a cliff or something just like that. Route sixty six. I mean that dude next to a cliff. That's exactly what PCH is. Like yeah. if you drive down Malibu and stuff, it's really nice. I've never done that. Yeah, yeah. I miss the states. I miss the states a lot actually. This is the longest I've gone without traveling, I think. No, that's not true. Is that true? As long as you've gone without going to the U.S., you mean? Or yeah, to the, yeah actually, specifically to the U.S. Yeah, because last time I was in the States was, whoa. Yeah, last time I was there, Obama was still in office. What the fuck? That's not true, is that? Yeah. Really? Have you ever been to Trump? You've been to Trump's America. I I've haven't. Been, I've been to Trump's America three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's been so long since I've been to the States. I can't remember the last time. 2016? Something like that. I don't know. It's going to be a while. Yeah. It's going to be a good long while. Give me that fucking vaccine already. I want the vaccine. You know what's very interesting about the vaccine? I was talking to... from getting coronavirus. I was talking to a friend about this. Yeah. I was talking to a friend uh, who happens to be in the medical field. And um, uh, uh, quite deep in the medical field, actually. And she was telling me that personally, she didn't trust the vaccine. Mm. But she has no choice but to take it because she's a medical worker. Right. Like... And, and I'm, I'm, she didn't say it from a way of like, I don't trust it, you know, because it's made by Pfizer or whatever. It was really just as simple as there is no answer to the question, what are the long-term effects? Sure. There is no answer to that question. Therefore, she cannot trust it fully, but she has to take it anyway because she's in the medical field. So, both, you know, both and just take it. I guess so. But what if like half the people die? I don't know. But it's, it's you know, that's the thing that that like because... Up until that point, every, like, you know, quote-unquote anti-vax comment that I've heard came from a certain type like of person. Like an anti-vax person, yeah. And then I heard it from my friend who's, like, you know, like, Pretty a doctor-doctor. Doctor. Yeah, a like level-headed doctor-doctor person. And I was like, 
Oh, that's why people don't trust it. I get it. It just snapped into focus immediately. Yeah, there is no answer to the question. What are the long-term effects? Maybe they're cancer. I don't know. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, calculated risk, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) Everyone else is doing it. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's when it starts getting dicey, right? But um, uh, uh, I'll get it. Yeah, I'm I'm very much of like, you know, as much as I understand that train of thought, I'm also very much in this like, if everyone else is getting it, I don't want to be the dick that doesn't, you know? If everyone else is going to get uh, theoretical cancer, <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that's... The lone said, survivor? I, I don't want to be the guy that was like, no, I'm too good for that, you know? Like, you know, let's go down to the ship together. Look, if... <laughs> comrades. If, we, if all people who... <laughs> If all anti if it's if you're only left with anti vaxxers, I don't want to live in that world anyway. <laughs> so like anti vaxxers and old people. No, they get it first, dude. I know, but like really old people don't get it at all because it's like too a much waste? risk. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well they'll be dead. Because it kind it makes you like what? it gets you like pretty weak. What? Yeah. It's not just like inject and like, all right, let's go. No, you like you will feel kind of shitty or like maybe fall a little bit sick. Or your arm's going to hurt for, like, the whole week. Let me talk to my friend, because my friend just got it. Yeah. He, actually, he was over here earlier. Pavan got it. So. Right. I, I've I've heard many different accounts. Yeah. Majority of them said that it sucks. Okay, fair enough. Some, like, some of them went, like, yeah, it's okay. But I'm guessing that's an anomaly. Right. For you to just be completely okay. It means that you got some, like, sick antibodies. Um, but... I believe most people will experience some degree of discomfort. Like mild coronavirus Yeah, it could be as mild as like your arm hurts for the whole day. Or it could be uh, uh, like headaches and fevers, mm. um, dizziness, things like that. There are side effects because you're, you know, you're recoding your DNA essentially. Oh, crazy. Something like that. Uh, I feel I feel like we're so fucking ignorant right now. Like I feel like we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're like Fox News, but less confident. No, there's, there's <laughs> it, it depends on which vaccine you take. Yeah, the mRNA vaccine or the uh, the other one. <laughs> 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 but I know one of them rewrites your DNA essentially. Yeah. Um, they all have different methodologies, and isn't like the Johnson and Johnson the one that you have to take one of? Yeah, that's one one dose. Yeah. Again, um, I don't know, but. Just to be clear, the stance of Good Hang Podcast is take the vaccine. <laughs> or not, whatever. No, At don't your own risk. You. At your own risk. I am for the vaccine because I just want things to be back to normal. Yeah. and I'm I, for the vaccine because I'm pro-science. You yeah, know? I'm for I'm, the vaccine I'm, because I'm I want to be line. responsible to my fellow man, you know? Um, and also, if we get mutant powers, why the fuck not? Yeah. Like, I don't mind. This could be it. Even if it's like a third limb... Or something like that, like a very like innocuous like mutant power. It's not that innocuous <laughs> makes you fifty percent more productive. No, makes, but like makes juggling easier. No, no, but like not like a like a like not a, like a useful limb. Yeah, like like, like a floppy one, a shitty, like <laughs> like a floppy one. You know, like when someone has an extra thumb, they don't actually they're not actually able to use it. That's so gross. No yeah. offense. No offense to you out there if you. Tons of people have extra thumbs. Don't be, don't be mean. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> One of I, our MPs has has like four. That's, yeah, it's just like that. You know that like like you just repulsed by it. You know. Yeah, oh. I guess because it's not like quote unquote like conventional. Yes, but you know it's it's a type of person. I think it's a good way to segue into like the one kind of news article that's kind of been yeah. Have, have you been following that thing about the 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 person who wrote an article talking about how like. I want to be woke, but I'm scared to be woke or whatever the fuck. 
I have seen that on yeah. Today, right? On the Today, uh, yeah. like, uh, the, uh, opinion piece yes. thing. Yes. <clears throat> Link in the description, as always, for this article, if you haven't read it yet. But here's my first thought when I saw the article. Um, brave lady. <laughs> yep. Very brave lady. I gotta say, like, big ups to you, fam, because, like, <laughs> a lot of people think this and never say it. And, like, I guess props to you for saying it. But, okay, no, for real. I think like it's also educating a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot yeah, of exactly. So, like, honestly, props to you for saying it and props to you for, like, assumingly being prepared for the fallout because there's no way that she has such a deep knowledge of, like, all of these topics and not know that this being published was going to receive backlash. Yeah, here's here's the here's the headline, by the way. Uh, Gen Y Speaks. This is why I don't want to be woke. Don't cancel me for it. By a Miss Dana Tio Jiayi. And now she's canceled. <laughs> JK. Um, See. Yeah, I, I, I don't support um, canceling people like this who are actually... Um, starting a discussion. Maybe she might not be on the completely right side of it, according to you, but I think this beats, like, you know, quietly boiling hatred mm. or quietly boiling resentment um, or ignorance, you know? This is actually creating some kind of dialogue. This is actually, like, exploring a different side of the argument. Because, you know, to some extent, I agreed with some of her points, in the sense that, like, people feel like they don't have a... People feel like they are unable to even be a yeah. part of the conversation. And that's the thing, right? When you, when you silence those people, they're never going to learn. Yes. And, and the people, you know, like them. Because yes. I think it's pretty... Okay, let me, like, let me get to the most, like, uh, the part that people... Or the most retweeted part, uh, which is around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, quote, Being transgender is a concept that I a straight cis person still grapple with. I do yeah. not fully comprehend the trans experience. Mm-hmm. I still get weirded out by photos of post-op bodies and still struggle with the argument that trans children should be given hormone blockers. Right. Uh, well, let me just, let me do this. However, I would like to know what someone else who may be different, very different from me thinks about an issue as novel as trans right and transphobia. Someone who's trans maybe. So at least she's opened up the dialogue. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, and, and like the point regarding children is hard, at least for me, I, I, I find it hard to disagree with. The, the specific point about children, only, yeah, yeah, yeah. only because, like, I'm a huge proponent of, like, of course, supporting, like, um, uh, every child's journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But maybe don't give this person, like, the keys or the, the decision-making power before he or she is 16 or 18 yeah, or whatever there has it is. To be a, yeah, because you're still developing. You're yeah. still, you know, a lot of things. I mean, there are people... But o- only because, like, as adults, we know that we've thought of things when we were 18 that we no longer think about when we we're 24. Yeah. For example, you know, so just... But there's also t- yeah. tons of reports of like parents who are like, "Oh, I knew very early on that my my child was trans was was trans." Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. there's tons of different things about it. But like in yeah. terms of like doing surgery and stuff and or hormones, I'm yeah. not really sure about that. I need to do a little bit more research on it. But on a, on I a lean personal, towards probably not yet. On yeah. a personal uh. level, like I know for a fact that if I had a kid who, say for example, wanted to get a sex change mm. uh, or wanted to undergo any kind of hormone therapy or anything like that. I would strongly encourage this to happen later in life as opposed and, and, and you know not much later like in, in an age where it's deemed like safer or biologically mm-hmm. less risky to their development and all he, of that. And I would hope you know I mean it's a little bit different but I would hope that we would create a culture and society where people are more inviting and welcome that that like they wouldn't feel like the desperate need that they in other words that they can be like I I identify as trans I don't I identify as a woman 
Uh, I was assigned male at birth, but I, I identify as a woman. Um, I haven't had my surgery yet, but please accept me. And like, we're cool. And then you feel comfortable. And then if you were older and you want to do something chemically or physically about it, mm-hmm. to be good about it, but like emotionally being supported, I think would yeah. be super awesome. Of course. Yeah. So, so like, I kind of support, like, I mean, I kind of understand what you're saying about the, the children thing, but maybe wrong tone, mm-hmm. wrong angle, mm-hmm. all of that. <laughs> as for the rest of what she had to say, um, to me, it just kind of sounded like laziness, which yeah. is, which is, and I, I, I and I'm I'm very like proud. You, I'm very proud to say this. I have mentioned this many times <laughs> in the show. Yeah, I don't think majority of the racism in Singapore comes from hatred. Majority of the racism in Singapore comes from pure laziness. Yeah, and, uh, and <laughs> laziness to what to empathize. That's because that's what I go with. No, for me, it's laziness to engage in engage, a different yeah. kind of person. Like yeah. a laziness to just understand the perspective of something that is different from you because yeah. it's like maybe conceptually scary maybe it'll take extra effort to really understand something that is distant from your culture your understanding your mm-hmm. worldview but that's kind of the point you know that's learning is always a journey learning is always a process it's never easy like your o levels weren't easy your fucking exams weren't easy so like learning about new ways to live life is not going to be easy mm-hmm. like but that's our responsibility as fellow human beings to like you know understand more experiences so that we have a deeper empathy or at least like an understanding of another type of person's experience. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I, I don't think it's about hate. Like I rarely, rarely or ever, well, let's say rarely I have, I rarely ever meet people in Singapore whose racism feels like it is ingrained in a or even conscious a a a a a dislike or negative you know kind of like a oh them it's very rarely that it's always just like it comes from a a, a lack of knowledge i don't want to like get to know like this kind of person or this race of people or this religion or whatever it's just this unwillingness to branch out yeah it's it's like it's like a manifestation of the otherness and the subversions Mm -hmm. of Institutionalized racism or, or yeah. discrimination. Yeah, I get that a lot. And I don't think it's unique to Singapore either. It's just that, you know, that's my experience. Of yeah, like, yeah, that's sure. most for of the sure. people that for I know. Sure. And I see it come from a place of just like, I don't want to try. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> and that's what most of this felt like of just like, yeah, all of the things you're saying are sort of valid points, but most of these things can be fixed if you just kind of put a little bit more effort into yeah. learning about other people. Like, yeah. stop. Like, the thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way the most times was that she seemed very angry at people mm. while... There's like a lower, a sub-level of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, like she, she seemed to be very angry at this current situation whilst not being willing to make any effort of her own to, like, um, be a part of the solution. She was basically just going, you see this problem over here? All these people getting cancelled. Uh, there's no... Okay. But think, like, there's two sides to the conversation. What are you gonna do to add to it? Yeah. Speaking speaking of laziness, I think that's. that's it, I feel it's coming from a place of like, I've thought this way for a long time. Can I please continue to think this way? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like like okay. For example, like, um. Okay. No, not even for example. Specifically, when it comes to uh, uh, transgendered people, um, did, did I say something wrong? No, <laughs> she no, looked no. at me like I said something wrong. No. 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 Like and see this fear that I have, yeah. Uh, sc- uh, approaching this topic, it's a real fear because I don't understand it very deeply either. Mm-hmm. That's my fault for not like. You are also lazy. To a certain extent, yes. Like I, I don't. Not that we're lazy. It's just 
Yeah, okay, good. Keep going. To, to a certain extent, yes. Like, I, I have, like, actively tried to, like, research this myself and mm-hmm. all that. But the fact stands, I don't have any close trans friends. Like, I don't understand the experience very deeply. And I grew up with it being, at least in my head, thinking it was an anomaly. Mm. I had to grow up and learn more about life and learn more about empathy and learn more about other people to learn that it's not like this weird thing that you have in your head, you know? Mm. But that's something that I had to consciously unlearn. And because I had to consciously unlearn it, that thought still exists in my head, but it's up to me to silence that and recognize, yeah, and recognize that that needs to change. And like, it's on me to then like actively change it. But to say that I have completely no, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To say that I have no, um, uh, not reservations, not feeling, but more like to say that I, 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 I see trans people as, you know, just like uh, uh, any other person would mm. be a lie because I did not, I wasn't born that way in the sense that I wasn't born thinking that. I had to teach myself that over time. Yeah. You know? So, sorry, just to clarify. So, you, you like if you were to encounter a trans person, you'd be like, oh, that's a trans person. Like, yes. w- w- what would your feeling be? Like, it's not just like, oh, that's, you wouldn't be like, that's a what, like, Help articulate that because I don't want to get people mad at you. And also, I want to understand. Yeah. Like, it's tough to say. I just know that I didn't grow up thinking that it was, like, 100% cool and okay. But the person I am today thinks it's 100% 100% cool cool and okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in between then, there was a lot of learning. There was a lot of discomfort. Like residual. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just, just because of my education, like the, the environment I grew up in, like um, to a certain extent, the religion that I mm-hmm. grew up in, all of these things w- informed my opinion um, of something that I didn't think was normal when I was like a kid, you know? Mm. Like, and media depictions didn't help either. Like... Yeah, but, we, but the point <laughs> is you're trying. You're trying. So let, let me run something by you that I've been kind of thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm trying to um, remove gender specific terms from my language a lot. In other words, I refer to people as "Hey, you guys." Right now, I'm trying to change it to either "You all" or "You folks." Is that silly? I feel like it is a it is a result of again of the patriarchy, right? Being like gendered I pronouns. Don't, I don't know. Like only. I don't know. Like, I might not be the best person to speak to this because yeah. I occasionally find myself calling like girls man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> and like, I don't realize that like, may, may, like maybe some girls that I don't know very well just don't get called man. Yeah. Because sometimes they'll like reply like man. <laughs> <laughs> but, oops. Um, and speaking to that, I think I've also just generally forgotten how to be around people. <laughs> Yeah, because Lockdown like, do that to you. oh my god! Because like, uh, uh, um, going back to the shoot that I was doing uh, uh, these past few days, like, it was just a very random little thing. But I was on set, talking to the wardrobe people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just let out the loudest fucking burp, and I, I was talking to them. But words like, Ugh. yeah, and I continue. And I was like, <laughs> and nice. The moment I was like, wow, I have just forgotten how to be around people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like I didn't even think to like mask it or disguise it. I was just like, yeah, and the uh, and and what's the next belt? <laughs> just, oh, all right, thanks. <laughs> like, just, like, I, just like Homer. Yeah, like I had to reflect or like like Rick. I had to like reflect on it later <laughs> and be like, 
I should, probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, you're talking about yeah, and I th- I think there's a lot of people pronouns. I I feel like there's a lot of people who um would be like that's weird. Just it's totally fine. A lot of women, I'm sure, are like it's fine. Call me dude. Call me guy. But yeah. I don't know. It just seems icky to me somehow. Uh, but it's 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 my c- current like yeah, thing change what you got, change what you want to change. Yeah, exactly. I I'm well aware that personally I have a long way to go when it comes to um understanding the trans experience and um having a deeper yeah, just a deeper understanding of it. I have a long way to go. Because I don't have any like close friends that I would and uh, any any close trans friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not in constant contact of anybody who is trans like all that i know comes from like reading articles sure. and like watching the occasional video here and sure. there which is you know it's not nothing but it's not it doesn't speak to my part personally i mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. and it definitely doesn't give me context for the experience in singapore um i've learned about it but it's you know you you need to have that personal experience to really like relate and understand i guess sure you know like i would say that when i was younger and a kid i had a long way to go when it came to understanding like the the gay experience just in general specifically the the gay not lesbian but gay Mm -hmm. because i went to a boy's school yeah and like when you go to a boy's school the thought of being gay is a very very like scary thing you know, it's this threat almost that people loom over your head. Well, oh, you going to boys' school, you're going to turn gay. Yeah. You know, things like that. And especially when I was, like, you know, in the entertainment industry, everyone just assumes you're gay anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I had a lot of, like, reservations and fear about, like, the concept of, like, being gay or gay uh-huh. people. Um, and it wasn't until I went into the army and met a lot more people who were gay um, and had like real life conversations with them, and just, you know, just being in 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 each other's lives. Yeah. That I could truly say that I deepened my understanding. Mm-hmm. I acknowledged all of the prejudices that I held before, but I also deepened my understanding and like was able to look past all of them. That's good. I can't say the same thing has happened with me and like the trans experience because right. I just haven't been presented with that. Um, opportunity and to be fair i also haven't sought it out Mm. so that's something for me to like really figure out that's like a gap in my own cultural knowledge um and maybe it's the same and probably is the same for a lot of you too but then our job is to figure out ways to fill those gaps of knowledge not blame everybody else for sure for society yeah not blaming society for not like like targeting like, woke people is pretty funny. Essentially, like it's an excuse. It's mm. sure it's an excuse, and it's like all excuses are excuses. They're they're no valid or good ones. An excuse is an excuse. Doesn't mean you can lean on it. You know, fucking figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not their job to appease to your worldview. It's the other way around. <laughs> like a lot of the world already works in your favor, and it's your turn to kind of like turn the tables a little bit and understand someone else's like world, like life experience. Um, I mean, that's why that's yeah. what I mean. That's why I mentioned earlier that it comes down to like empathy. Sometimes it's just like yeah, the ability to put yourself in one's shoes and just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I am hopeful for the future though because we are getting all these like important conversations like coming up to the forefront. And I'm sure on the internet, they're much more prevalent, especially all over like things like Reddit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they're much more prevalent as opposed to like the environment that you grew up in or I grew up in. 
where things like these were so demonized, like LGBTQIA, all these things are just ge- were just generally very just demonized. Sad. And it didn't. There was no uh, opposite voice speaking out locally, at least. Anything that you saw speaking out to support out, the LGBTQ community. Yeah. In support of yeah, yeah 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 like not not last time not when I was in like secondary school and all mm-hmm. of that like they, it probably existed but it was very very hushed by the media now yeah. with the internet and everything you can find everything that's why it's good that we're making progress yeah you know it's I mean? a, it's exciting for like the future generations because I fully acknowledge that I grew up with all of these prejudices and some of them like most of them stayed with me yeah like. To say that they're not in me is completely false. Whether I glommed onto them is a different story. I'm I, I'm thankful that I didn't hold on to any of these prejudices, but they are still in me. Mm. Like they're still in that lizard kind of mechanical, sure, sure, instant thought, you know. And it fucking sucks. But that's just kind of the the the, the hand that you're dealt, right? Yeah. And I am very excited because the future seems like it's going to have people that will hopefully grow up with a lot less of these things or at least grow up with a lot more resources to combat these things. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I definitely didn't. And that sucks. You kind of just need to like... <laughs> yeah, you just kind of need to figure it out yourself. And that's where the laziness part comes in, I guess, to like not be lazy about it. Yeah, it's, a, it's also like... It's a decision, right? Like, why why would you... What What's your drive to be a little bit more understanding towards any my marginalized community it's just become a better person mm-hmm. you know educated yeah. informed yeah kind, and, and, yeah. Person. and also to i think an important thing is to admit that mm. there that these prejudices do exist in your life and yeah. that like you may have contributed to some of them willingly or unwillingly or maybe you have held on to some of these willingly or unwillingly like i think to completely say that oh no i'm not like that what i don't see things like that what like so like there's no color what yeah. no, everyone sees color i see color for sure like i like you know but then what do you do about it? Well, yeah, exactly. What do you do about it? Mm-hmm. Very few of us grew up in a colorblind society. We're made very, very well aware that like race and religion are, are, are socioeconomic separators. Maybe not till later in life we understand this, but we at least understand that they're social separators. Mm. Um, yeah, what do we do about it? Do we sweep it under a rug? Do we pretend like it's not our problem? Do we pretend like it's not a problem at all? Mm. Mm. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just reading this article just made me realize, just like man, it just it just seems like coming from a place of like, what's the word? I mean, entitlement, like empathy, a lot of things. But <clears throat> I'm glad that it's at least sparking conversation. And from what I've seen so far, it's relatively civil, like people sharing their points of views and stuff. So that's kind of nice. But yeah, we continue to try to be really relatively civil. That's what I've been reading anyway. In mm. my little social media bubble. Okay, that's good then. You have a healthy social media bubble. Oh, I no. guess mine's less healthy. Oh, no. Lots of toxicity. <laughs> like, you know that Instagram account, Wake Up Singapore? No. There's an Instagram account called Wake Up Singapore, and they do important work, I think. They're putting out very important resources and, like, news articles and, like, you know, making sure people are aware of the other side of the of the conversation. Are they right-leaning or left-leaning? Because uh, it just, has to be one or the other, apparently. Um, they're they're not the government. <laughs> okay, so like you know, they they speak up on all these like social issues and yeah, things yeah. like that. But like occasionally, like they put up things that just seem a little bit like negative. Mm-hmm. Like it, yes, I know that you need to, to to spark a conversation, but sometimes like you're kind of kicking kickstarting it the wrong way. You know, right. you're you're kickstarting it in a in a in a like essentially when they posted about this article. 
there was almost no other way to look at it except this woman is evil and needs to be cancelled mm. because that's how they initiated that. Like when they posted the article and like put the caption, that's how they initiate that conversation. Gotcha. It was not information that was presented. It was not journalistic in like yeah. a, a, a objective sense. It was very much like, fuck this woman! Mm. Can't boo her! Boo her now! You know, it was like... Okay, I yeah. get it. I get that that's your audience and most of your followers. But like, hey, maybe there are healthier ways to have a conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, Rice Media has a relatively good response to it. Yeah. It feels a little bit balanced. They go through the article, they quote, and then they yeah. come up with stuff. Though, I will say, yeah, so they go chunk by chunk to the piece and then have a response to it and stuff. And pretty even-handed, pretty good. But I love that their, their conclusion, they're like, this is from Rice Media again. I'll put the link in the show notes. They're like, in summary, there are two takeaways from this piece. One, the op-ed provides a valid perspective but fails to substantiate the perspective using well-researched examples and personal experience. And two, its publication has, however, raised interesting questions on what constitutes quality journalism in Singapore. (laughs) 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 Pack! (laughs) Well, I mean, that second thing is kind of not put to question. You can write an article about anything, really. But, like, I must say, like, when I saw the article, I was like, first of all, is that picture really her? Because if it is, that's double brave. She essentially just like right like, like outed and doxed herself like right in one fell swoop, and it's like okay, brave, brave. And 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 while I don't dis, while I don't maybe wholeheartedly agree with everything she has to say, I I I, I guess I respect her for saying it. I respect mm. her for saying it and and opening that dialogue and making me think the thoughts that I'm thinking today. Yeah, and like. Sure, I don't agree with her, but I don't hate her as a person. I hope she I hope that her coming out with this article um means that there are lots of meaningful conversations coming her way and that her perspective gets shifted ever so slightly. Yeah. Because she has opened herself up to all of these new experiences and perspectives. Yeah, I mean not just her, but I mean she stands for a lot of people, so hopefully Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. She's, yeah, conversation, she yeah. for a lot of people. So, all in all, discourse, yay, yay, yay. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, before we close this out, Nathan, do you have anything to recommend um, for our entertainers? I don't for know, our man, I, I was busy. Audience? I was busy. This That's week. fair enough. I want to share with I, you something. All I got was uh, twenty four. <laughs> I just watched more twenty four. I feel <laughs> like a fucking housewife <laughs> at this point. Because, like, sometimes I'll zoom out of, like, just my own self. Why you gotta be a housewife, though? Fine, house husband, whatever <laughs> it is. Like, a house. Can't, can't you be like, like a homebody? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll zoom out of myself watching this and I'll see what I'm watching and yeah. realize that, like, yeah, 24 is very, very soapy. Yeah, sure. It's sure. very soapy. And it, it, even, it even came out in an era of TV where, like, you would still see bad acting on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how, like, now there's just, you know, even though there's so many shows, it's kind of tough to find, like, objectively bad acting. It tends to be... Anywhere between like decent and Passable good. Passable and good. Yeah. Yeah. But this was back in the era of TV where like there was still, you know, some <laughs> bad acting. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I wonder if that, is that true? I feel like oh, yeah. On big, ba- on well, big I mean, network no, shows. Is, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking you can find bad acting at any time. I feel like there's less of it now. But mm-hmm. Just because like young people now are just so much more like media savvy <laughs> and like so? so much more like. Yeah, I think so. They just have some. They just have much more innate ability to be in front of a camera. So even if they're bad, it's not like really, really bad. It's not like, oh yes, of course, that is what he is doing. You know, it's it's it it is. It might not be like 
like you know fucking Oscar winning yeah, or anything, yeah. but it's you know it's a believable human to okay, some extent. Fair enough, fair enough. But back in the early two thousands, you would still see some things where it's just like this person was picked right out of a community theater <laughs> because she was like blonde and pretty or something, or had the titties, well, and like <laughs> or or Harvey Weinstein got to her or something oh, like that. No. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. But yeah, it's got it's it's. 24, baby! Or, or um, one thing, uh, this older movie that I managed to check out that I would love to watch again if you'd be down, uh, it's called Four Lions. Oh, I love Four Lions. Yeah. That's a great movie. It's I a, okay. just checked it out, and it's kind of beautiful. It's like, oh, man. Speaking of tough topics, it's really well up there. It's So Four Lions is about... Uh, four are they all Brit? They're all British, right? They're yeah. all British citizens, yeah, or even Western, second generation. Yeah. They're uh, uh, they're all four British guys of Middle Eastern origins who are terrorists. Yeah, <laughs> they become radicalized, and it's like a black comedy, dark comedy that like mm-hmm. follows their journey to to yeah to radicalization. So, yeah, suicide bombing essentially. Yeah. Riz Ahmed is one of the four lions. It's a it's a good movie. It's thought provoking. Ama- it's a, yeah, it's thought provoking, but it's also like it's it's a slapstick. It's it's almost like Three Stooges meets ISIS. Yeah, they're not super competent, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, most of the comedy in the movie comes from them fucking it up. Mm-hmm. But it's balanced so delicately with such a profound message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's nice to see, I mean, it sounds stupid, right? But it's like, from their, the, other, the other point of view, mm-hmm. you know? Four Lions. Yeah, so your recommendation. Oh, mine is so random. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, have you ever heard of a reality show called Forged in Fire? Oh, yeah. They make oh, swords and shit, right? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I just, just chanced upon it randomly. I was just following a YouTube hole. Right. And it's just it's just a reality show where yeah. people make weapons. They make them weapons. They make not Like, the first round is like, make a knife. Here's, like, a fucking car. Take pieces off it and make a weapon. <laughs> All right, cool. Here's your weapon. We're going to try it now. We're going to chop some ice with it. Cool. Now go home and make a battle hammer or whatever. Fuck it's. I don't know what, about, what it is about it that's just kind of, like, relaxing but interesting. Right. It fits the perfect mix. It's like the perfect. Just put it on and just like relax your brain. I guess forged in fire. Yeah, I watch it occasionally, but like my preferred, um, uh, like workman show that involves extreme heat is Blown Away. Yeah, Blown Away. I couldn't get into Blown Away, but Forged in Fire is my thing. Oh, dude, I love Blown Away just because it's so, like, artful. Yeah, it's so artful. It's like one of it's like the only reality show that I found so far gives so much control to the contestants because like while most reality tv shows are like make a dish out of this cheese and butter and tomatoes or something and then like oh they always give very set parameters that the the contestants can only be so creative with Mm -hmm. you know because this way it makes for a cleaner show it makes for easier packaging oh what ice cream are they gonna make today but you know with blown away they essentially just give them the vaguest of briefs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, ex- like uh, 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 recreate a uh, learning experience in your life. With glass. And then it's like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, recreate a, le- a deep learning experience in your life and just make a glass piece out of it. Like, okay. Got it. Like, that's amazing. That gives nothing to anybody, but everything to everybody. That's so funny, because part of what appeals to me in, in, in Forge and Fire is the exact, exact opposite. Right. That it's the first show where I'm like, a first reality contest where I'm watching, and I'm like, I know who's going to win, because it's literally like, whose knife does the best? <laughs> and we you know what has Forge and Fire and Blown Away have in common? It's right. the only two shows I've seen, it's like, 
Judge, I have nothing to present. My shit broke. <laughs> and he's like, all right, you're going home. Oh, you yeah, know, that makes sense. It's the most, like, disqualified, disqualified, disqualified. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I Force of Fire, though. Check it on YouTube. Now check it out. They're Netflix, getting crazy. They're getting crazy with reality shows, and I'm kind of excited. Have you heard of um, this other obscure-ish? I don't even know if you'd call it reality show, to be honest. But it's called Karate Combat. No. Look up what kara- is Okay, that? go on YouTube and look up Karate Combat Anger Wat. Like like Anchor Wat, like but with ang- but an angry Anger Wat. What Karate Combat is... John, don't even look it up. Don't no, even no, no, look no, no, it up. No, no, no. I'm going to describe it to you. Keeping notes. What Karate Combat is, is it is a, f- it is a competitive fighting tournament uh-huh. with real, not staged, real fights uh-huh. between fighters... And like it has a legit judging panel. Like Baz Rutan is a part of the noise. Yeah. Um, here's a twist. Oh gosh. <laughs> they present it in like a full Mortal Kombat form. <laughs> like it's like the presentation is full on just Mortal Kombat. <laughs> We're like, it's hard to describe like with characters and stuff. S- uh, sort of. It's not, not. I'm not talking officially Mortal Kombat, but like they've got the aesthetic. Like they fight in a fucking arena. Like they have like computer graphics everywhere that make it wow. look like Mortal Kombat. Like so, it's a real fighting tournament, but like with like a Mortal Kombat skin. Because there was something in the '90s that was exactly like that, except it was like all the fights were staged. I can't remember what that was, but I grew up on that shit. I believe these are real. They might be staged, and I'm completely like oblivious. But it's crazy. Oh my god, that's yeah. crazy. It's a lot of fun. Is there like a storyline? Um, I haven't even finished watching the first episode. Like I literally just like bumped into this, and I was like, "This is amazing." I'm, I'm going to. I'm checking this out. I'm going to set some time aside to watch this properly. Here's my main question. <laughs> How yeah. do they spell combat? Oh, with a C. Oh. So it's not officially Mortal Kombat, eh. unfortunately. All right. Yeah. I guess he'll take it. Whatever you can get. <laughs> Are they actually... Is it really just karate? It's not like MMA. It's just it's literally like... Hey, uh, karate. They, they seem to just be fighting. Karate. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know karate if I saw it. <laughs> really? I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell the difference between like karate and... Muay Thai? Judo. They're very, they're very different things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm aware, but like, I wouldn't be able to like say, for example, if I'm watching an MMA fight, I wouldn't be able to tell you, oh, that was a karate punch, or like, ooh, that was a taekwondo kick. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't have that depth of knowledge. I guess because I grew up on that shit. Yeah, I, I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, when yeah. I watch fights, I mostly just look at like their spirit. <laughs> 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 I know you brought that up But just the way you said it Now it's just so funny But it's true I It's like the warrior spirit It is the only part About like Mixed martial arts That I find compelling Oh look at their chi <laughs> The drive The ambition It's the only part That I find compelling Because like It's 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 so rarely Just skill on skill mm. You know It's like preparation And like mental well-being And mm-hmm. like the, the What you went through Like the last week There's just so many factors Gotcha Yeah that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, as usual, listeners, we leave you with a couple of recommendations. Let us know if you check it out. Post it on Instagram. See if you enjoy any of Karate Combat <laughs> or 24 or Forge and Fire. <laughs> Forge and Fire, by the way, one of the hosts is Filipino, and he is awesome. I'm just saying, all right? 24 has been up on Disney+, Plus, and Disney+, Plus is now in Singapore. Get it? And I'm guessing other parts of Asia, maybe. Get I don't it? know. And I'm also guessing that you're, if you're a younger listener, you have never seen or heard of 24. <laughs> So, like, educate yourself and, like, understand why TV is so good now. Look, you want to you have a fun time? Find out what time the first episode starts, right? Because it's a 24-hour cycle. I think the first season <laughs> is at 7 p.m. So start watching at 7 p.m. Put that shit on. 
and just go all the way for 24 hours. But the commercial is... Take a break. <laughs> come back. <laughs> but yeah, like if, if, just educate yourself on a bit of TV history. You know, it, this, this 24 is like the grandfather of, of, of so much good TV now. I think. I think so. <laughs> it was the first time, too. I was like, Kiefer Sutherland's a movie star. What's he doing on TV? What movies was he in? Young Guns. So. <laughs> I didn't know him before 24. Did you know mm. Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland's grandfather is like the father of Medicare in Canada? Like Donald Sutherland's dad? Yeah. You know Kiefer Sutherland is? Do you know who Donald Sutherland is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just the check. Hunger Games guy. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so his, his, the Donald Sutherland's dad, like, oh, you know, maybe it was Donald Sutherland's wife's dad. So his mom's dad. Okay. Yeah, because it wasn't a, th- a Sutherland. It wasn't a Sutherland. It was right. like a Gibson or something. But um, he was like the grandfather, or I mean, like the person who essentially introduced Medicare to Canada, like free healthcare, is what because of Kiefer Sutherland's grandfather. <laughs> I think I saw some random video because like Jim Gaffigan was looking for Kiefer Sutherland's grandfather's statue wow. in Canada or something like that. And he posted a video and they had this little exchange. Anyway. That's interesting. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> well, at least they're not going to defract this. What is it? De- de- defenestrate themselves. Defenestrate. Defenestrate. Yeah. That's cool, Nathan. <laughs> well, well, well. Here we are again at the end of an episode. Mm-hmm. Listeners, we hope you're having a good time. We hope your life is okay. We, we hope you're not getting canceled. Or if you do, at least that you deserve it. Yeah, and if you do get canceled, like, you know, it'll be it'll be okay. It's not the end. It's a good time for reflection, though. Yeah. Learning. Learning. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Till then, thanks, thanks for, for the It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time.